Being in the presence of Yana is so much fun and so much pleasure. I'm sure by listening, your inner child is going to be so activated and you're going to have such a great time. She holds this space with so much humor, so much realness and rawness, not too much seriousness. And she invites us into our own power, into our own journey with so much kindness and love and it's beautiful it's absolutely incredible to be in her presence she guides us through human design and breathwork her personal journey and how she became the woman that she is i hope you enjoy this episode as much as i enjoyed my time with her Welcome to Full Circle with Lika, a place of self-expression and holistic exploration of the human experience. I am honored to welcome you on this journey towards liberation, joy, and freedom. Make yourself comfortable as we dive deep into spirituality, mindset, self-development, and random stories filled with life lessons. Let's step together in that space where we get to unleash our own magic. Welcome to a new episode of Full Circle with Lika. Today I'm with Yana. I am so, so happy, honored and grateful to have you in this podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm also really excited. (laughs) Yana, you're an empowerment coach. You combine human design, breathwork and spirituality in order to support people in their self-journey, self-exploration, their understanding of themselves and embodying basically their higher self and the person they came here to be. You really have this way of inviting people to look within to follow their dreams no matter what and to tap into their true essence. I love the fact that you use human design uh, and the way the way you bring it with that intention for people to not only understand themselves but really truly feel seen and understood and you're also vegan you also do crossfit and you are the meme queen like I'm (laughs) always having so much fun watching your stories and like I'm always laughing so hard so thank you so much for being here do you have anything to add to this introduction (laughs) I I I had to laugh so hard because recently I did like a question poll on my IG and you know I'm always so focused on like providing valuable content for everyone who follows me always having the intention so that it might help them. And then I did this poll and most of my, like 90% of the people voted, they are following me for my memes and they wanna have more memes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you are the meme queen, like for sure. Yeah, try to change them a little bit so that you can also learn from them. So I'm usually also doing a lot of human design memes because I noticed it's really easy to understand this complex system through like all those funny visuals. I love it. I adore it. And I love the creativity behind it. I'm like, oh my God, she's so creative. And she can like, you have this ability, whether it's with the meme or just your Instagram in general, to really like share a message. And, and it's so clear and you understand the, 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 the intention behind it. I love that about you. I adore that so much. Thank you. So um, I would love for you to walk us through what is human design and how you got into it and how it changed your life. 
first of all, like I was really suspicious <laughs> about it in the beginning because I'm really like, I'm an earth sign. I'm very down to earth, grounded, you know? So like usually like someone with my astrological makeup has it a little bit like, it's a little bit more challenging for me to tap into all those spiritual, like, you know, higher consciousness and all these things. So I find it hilarious that I'm working with this now. So I often work with people who also have this, like, they are fascinated by it, but they're like, mm, I want to dip my toes into it, but I'm not so sure if this is for me. It all sounds so woo-woo. So one of my gifts is actually translating it into a language that everyone can understand it. That's also my mission, to make it accessible for everyone. Um, and I got into human design uh, a couple of years ago. I just stumbled across of it. it. Like I was listening to several podcasts and people started mentioning it there. And I just thought, what the hell is this? Why is everyone talking about it? And especially living here in Bali, it's like the capital of spirituality. Everyone is like a healer or a life coach, you know, or like into astrology or human design. So I actually had a friend who was a human design teacher and I asked her a little bit about it and she started reading my chart and it was so on point. And she also mentioned a lot of very random characteristics that I thought like are random, like they're nothing special, but it was actually in my design. And she literally told me that they are gifts. And I was like, what? For example, I'm a manifesting generator and we are known to be multi-passionate and having multiple interests and also like maybe starting things, but not always following through with them because we always need a little bit of a taste of our decisions you know and then we taste them and then we are like uh-huh this was good i want to follow through or maybe no i've already learned everything in regards to this topic that i was supposed to learn so off to the next task so i always thought i'm flaky and like it's not a good thing because like society like everyone tells you you have to follow through you have to stick with things you have to follow through with like appointments and all this stuff and i always struggled to set like dates with friends like far in the future always when the time came around i felt like i don't want to go and i thought that's like not a good thing right and then this lady told me yeah but this is like you're multi-passionate your energy moves so fast you're supposed to engage with multiple things so like this is where I got hooked and then I just started researching like a crazy woman and I started diving really deep into it and somehow like it just fell into place naturally. I started talking about it to my friends they wanted to have a reading then I told my family about it. They wanted to know more. And then somehow my friends sent me their family members and like their friends. So people started inquiring readings. And this is how basically just evolved like naturally. I didn't even think that this is like a real job or what is even a real job. So, <laughs> so this is how it kind of like developed. But when we go back on how it like started, 
there is nothing new about human design. It's based on like several very ancient Asian teachings, like the chakra system. We know this maybe when we practice yoga, we know like the seven main chakras, like the heart or the solar plexus. So you can see that in human design in your chart as well, but it's also based like on other things, you know, like astrology and also Kabbalah and and some other things like quantum physics even. And you don't have to be an expert in these topics to read your chart or to understand it. And it's basically teaching you like your energy blueprint, how your energy works, how you respond to the world, how the world like sees you and responds to you. It really can help you to develop like deeper self-awareness, self-love, also confidence can help you to prevent burnout or to heal from burnout. And also what I love most it is it teaches you to use your internal guidance system, your body for making decisions instead of only using the mind because the mind is conditioned, you know? And we often ignore our gut feeling or like instincts when we are about to make decisions. So a lot of people end up becoming like a, a doctor when they want to be an artist deep within, you know? I think this is the reason why like, um, there are so many like people who maybe struggle with their work or with their relationships because deep within they already had a certain like feeling about something but they ignored it and just like followed through with the most logical like thing to do and then they end up in relationships and situations and work relationships that don't serve them so i love that about human design and also like i always tell everyone it's not a religion it's not like God's word, you know? So always use human design in a playful experimental matter. So like when I tell you something, then you can try it like a new jacket and see if it works for you. And if you feel like there is an improvement in your life, then, you know, just experiment for yourself. So it's not like, a, like how do you say, like, it's not like, 100% like law, whatever is in your chart, but you will notice this, that as you learn more and more and start following something that's called your strategy and authority, your life will drastically improve. And also it helps you to, like I have a lot of clients who tell me like, for the first time in my life, I feel so understood. So this is really what motivates me to share it because often we like, live up to the expectations of our environment and we try to like be someone we are not and human design can really radically drastically tell you this is who you are and you feel so relieved because deep within you already knew you just needed someone maybe a stranger who just had your birth details to tell you <laughs> and this is like your permission to just like be who you are and who you're meant to be I'm also a man gen, so everything you mentioned about being multi-passionate and stuff, it made me laugh so much because I'm like, yep, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, and I love the piece where it, what you just said, giving permission to people to actually be themselves and like there is nothing wrong with you, it's actually in your chart. And the piece that I love even more is when you said it's playful and experimental it's not a religion you don't have to follow because I feel like 
some people in human design, when I was first introduced to that, they live by it. And every time you tell something about you to them, they're like, oh yeah, that's normal. It's because you're a man gen. And then they go into this whole thing and you're like, okay, give me a break. <laughs> and, and, and you don't have this approach. You have this empowerment first and a lot of people call themselves an empowerment coach but you live by it you're the embodiment of that and it's so good because when you talk there's no it's not about you it's about how you make people feel and that's so mm -hmm. powerful and I love this piece about uh, trusting the intuition and trusting the body and you mm -hmm. said you explain so good and so clearly about how human design and this connection to our own inner truth can impact your life. Can you guide us through how it did impact your personal life? What did it change for you? Yeah, so there's something called the signature frequency for each energy type. There are five energy types and I count five. There are some readers, I call them the old paradigm readers. They that stick like really hardcore to everything that the founder was teaching, Ra. And like, I feel like everything evolves. So like, I'm one of those new age, I would say readers. <laughs> I don't know what to call it otherwise. I don't want to label it, but like I'm, a, in my approach, I'm much more playful and open with human design. So I encourage everyone to try it for themselves. And like, there's something called uh, signature frequency. So that's like, the one thing that comes up for you when you live in true alignment with yourself and like make decisions based on like whatever your body is telling you, your, your intuition, your instincts, your feelings, whatever is meant for you being the main decision-making tool, there are different ones for each uh, like chart or person. And that one for, for manifesting generators and um, generators a satisfaction. And it's like this deep satisfying feeling that you, you are like engaged with something that's deeply fulfilling you. We ultimately desire this as many gens and generators. And the opposite of that is called the not self theme. I call it the red flag emotion that comes up when we are not living like in alignment with our essence, our truth, our decision-making process. And that emotion is frustration. So when I first heard this, this and I read about it, I was like, oh my God, how many times in my day am I feeling frustrated? Like so many times, like stuck, frustrated. And like, I was like, okay, I will try this out. I will give this human design a chance. So I, I, I looked up what my strategy was as a manager. And that's like many gens as the only type has actually two strategies but but the first and most important one is to respond to life as it happens you know we are responding to life 24 7. when you read about the strategy of the manager it says waiting to respond and i always take away the word waiting because it sounds a little bit misleading we are not sitting around and waiting for shit to happen no <laughs> like we respond to life like every minute so you might, uh, so what I usually do, like when I have a client, I ask them when they had like, when they made decisions in their lives that truly like 
were like leading to something great. Like it was the best decisions they've ever made in their life. Were they in response to something and from a feeling that they got that they wanted to do it, that lit them up? Or was that a decision that like came from the mind and they had to think back and forth, do pro and con lists and like really sleep a night over it. And, you know, and like 100% of the people I asked, they always say like, no, it was like an intuitive feeling and I just went for it. And it was like, I knew that when I met my partner, this is the one. Or when I heard about the job offer, everyone else told me not to do it, but I just had a feeling that I really like I felt a pull towards it and it was like the best decision ever so I started to first of all listening to my gut more because my main decision making tool is called sacral in human design language and that's a gut feeling so it only happens in response. So you are, for example, presented with something in your reality. Maybe someone asks you even. So someone asks you, hey, do you want to have sushi or do you want to have tacos? So you usually have like an immediate response, someone with a sacral authority and who's a generator or manager and they react best to direct questions. So like I tried this out for a couple of weeks and I noticed that it is true that usually when I go about my day, I respond to things. So you see like a billboard on the way to the gym that says, for example, bungee jumping. And then you have a response like, oh no, your gut contracts. You're like, I'm scared of this. I don't want to do this. Or you feel like lit up by it. You're like, oh my God, I always wanted to bungee jump. This is my sign that I want to do it. So you go for it. So I tried for the first weeks when I learned about this to just follow along like my strategy. Or like when my clients would ask me something like, why don't you do like a course that I could follow for a couple of weeks? I want to work with you like long term. Oh my God, I responded to that. And when you respond correctly as a manager, you move so, so fast. So you're like so lit up when you respond to something that's correct that I created this course and filled it with 10 people within 14 days. And everyone told me like, no, this is too short notice. You won't be able to do it. You know, one topic for the manager is like working and thinking outside of the box and like developing our own way of success, not following the success strategies of others, because we are ultimately here to like find the fast track and the most efficient way like of doing things. And they are often different from like how it was done before, you know? So like the deeper like I dove into this and started to understand how it feels when my body is lit up by something. Like you sometimes feel it like when you're engaging with something that excites you, it's like a switch, a switch in your body. You forget time and space, six hours of work, feel like one or two, you know, you just can't keep going. You know, you maybe forget to look at your phone. I even forget to eat. So I noticed that I have nearly infinite amount of energy when I truly listen to my body and respond to the things that truly light me up.
So I was like, oh my God, I think I got it. I got this. <laughs> I think I understand this now. So, and also I noticed that like, I just felt so much more satisfied and content with my like daily activities when I stopped engaging my energy with things that I thought I have to do because of commitments or I owe this person something or I can't say no because I was like, no, I was evaluating my whole daily routine and I started saying no to engaging my energy with things that didn't light me up. And this sounds like a fairy tale, okay? <laughs> like when I tell people like, you're a manager and you're supposed to do things that truly excite you. But in truth, it is like designed within us, in our system. Like as a manager, you amplify your energy when you're engaging with things that light you up. So when I truly started to understand this, I was like, oh my God, this stuff is true. <laughs> I want to learn even more about it. So that was like my turning point a couple of years ago when I felt like, oh, I'm more productive like this. Like even my relationships improved because I started telling people like, hey, today I'm really not feeling like I want to do this. And like, I just want to be a good friend and I want to be present when I'm with you. So let us reschedule, you know, and let us reschedule not such a long time in the future because like, I, I just like want to be able to use my energy in a playful manner. I want to have like space to decide and respond to things that light me up. And I can't do this when my schedule with my like private appointments is full. Like, so I keep it loose now. My friends know I like spontaneous things and they know I don't like to plan far ahead. So like actually my relationships improved because I don't meet someone and I resent them in the back of my mind because I actually didn't want to meet them. We made that appointment two weeks ago and I'm like, oh, I'm resenting this person because I feel like I have to go there. So now I'm just doing it spontaneously and I'm showing up fully present and happy and like, you know, so everything actually got better in my life. I'm sure every man listening to this podcast will be like, yes, this is me. She just described me. Uh, that's the power of human design, right? It's like feeling so seen. It's like you're talking about the truth, you know, the norm that we know. Like, of course, that's, isn't it that for everyone? <laughs> I love this thing of moving from uh, this forceful energy of like, I have to do things and it has to be this way and actually switching into just being you doing you saying no uh you mentioned that you uh were evaluating your routine and your day and you mentioned this i love this example of relationships and appointments i think everyone could learn from it um and is there anything can you can you i'm super curious to know uh what your routine looked like uh prior what were you doing and What, what is a day in your life now? So like based on my human design, like I've known my chart so well, I do really well with routines. There's something called like the arrows. The, those are the little arrows that you see around your head in your chart, in your human design chart. Like the upper two shapes that look a little bit like a triangle. There are four arrows around it. And I'm someone 
who is really thriving on routines. So like eating my meals at the same time every day, like learning at a specific time every day, maybe even sitting in the same spot when I have my tea. Um, and like, so I know this. So usually like my day starts with sleeping in, a dream of everyone, I think. <laughs> I always sleep in and then I go to the gym because most of my client sessions are in the afternoon because most of my clients are based in Europe. So there is like a six or seven hours time difference and Bali is so far ahead that I usually work very late. So sometimes until 10 or 11 p.m., but I don't mind actually because I schedule my day. So I have a lot of like leisure time in the beginning of the day. And then later on, I just start diving into human design readings because I always provide all of my clients with a human design Bible, a very like in-depth, um, like written document where everything about their chart is explained that I provide next to the uh, like live reading. So I do this like in after lunch or something. And then I have my calls in the evening and my work routine and work like appointments are always set so like this like uh, I don't change but everything apart from that all my leisure time everything that comes on top I always always keep fluid so like when someone asks me do you want to work out at 11 like on Thursday I always say like usually I'm there around 10 if we see each other I'm happy to do a workout with you, but like, let's see, <laughs> you know, I'm very charming and very good at this by now. <laughs> so, or like, uh, sometimes like when you plan something like a little bit farther ahead because you go on vacation, that's also fine. But usually like now I had a friend uh, who already knows me really well and she reached out and she said like, can we do a dinner? So what works for you? <laughs> so like and I said like yeah sure we can go like for tomorrow or Sunday so that's fine usually a couple of days ahead I just feel so free being able to communicate this and do this and like my friends are super like understanding and I had like one conversation once in the past where a friend of mine told me I feel like you're always in control of our like appointments and it's always up to you <laughs> and then I sat down with her and I read her human design chart and mine and I just told her this is like where we are working a little bit differently and this is why I like to keep it fluid and you're on the other side like are completely different <laughs> with your like energy makeup and you like to have like schedules set schedules and then actually that really helped and she really understood it and now we're doing fine so like it actually helped me to improve like you know like my my friendships and so on and yeah besides this like uh, routines i also have something that's called the channel of rhythm in my human design chart that's someone who really has their own like rhythms and rituals and routines and I really thrive on that like I already said before but I have a funny story here 
So maybe someone's listening to this and they wonder if they are compatible with their partner or with a friend. And I want you to hear the story. So I have this channel of rhythm. And last year in Thailand, I met a human design reader who was very curious about my chart. And he told me, oh, let me see your chart. I want to like see how you are, you know? And then I said, yeah, sure. And then he picked up on this channel of rhythm and he said something to my dislike. He said to me like, yeah, you have your own rhythm and your own like routines and you are someone who really struggles to compromise. So in regards to relationships, you will have a hard time finding a partner because like I have a friend and she's uh, having this channel as well and she's single since 10 years and yeah, just wanted to let you know. And then I was so upset after this. Can you imagine? I went home and I was like crying because I've been single for three years back then. So I thought, oh my God, will I be like a cat lady? I mean, nothing wrong with that, right? But like, mm. and then I was really upset. So funnily, Later on the same year, I met my partner who has exactly the same channel. <laughs> so we fit perfectly. So I believe there is no like person that's not compatible with you on based on your human design. Human design can help you understand your friend or partner better. So you can like work together, live more harmoniously because you understand each other much better. But ultimately there is no not compatible. And the same goes for astrology, by the way, because sometimes I hear people like, oh my God, I'm an Aquarius and I met a Scorpio guy and I read that we are not compatible. And I'm like, fuck that, that's not true. Like I know very happy couples <laughs> who are like a Virgo and a Sagittarius and based on astrology, they shouldn't be like, able to have a harmonious relationship so that's not true so if someone is listening to this and they had something like this crossing their mind so like there's also no good and bad in human design there are areas of strength and areas of wisdom everything in your chart is perfect like it's perfect it's exactly you can imagine before you came into this body just imagine you're like a spirit somewhere and you thought of like what design could i have so i can grow and evolve on a soul level and learn as much as i can on my time on earth and based on that you were designed you know so also like i i have a chart something called a profile in my chart and I don't know yours, I wanted to ask yours, <laughs> because that that's like a really um, interesting thing to look at. One of my first aha moments was when I learned about my profile, and I have a number called three in there. And those are people who are really adventurous, and they need to experience everything for themselves. They need to try everything for themselves, and they really struggle to listen to advice. <laughs> So, so like do you remember the numbers that you see next to your profile it's usually two four or two five if you want you can look it up while i explain what a profile is <laughs> yes and also maybe we should mention like how can people get their chart if they want to so when you google human design there will be a lot of chart calculators coming up and it's all free you don't need to pay for this information 
And I usually look up on Jovian archive, but I think the easiest way and the, the most like the easiest way to understand what's written in there is when you look up your chart at myhumandesign.com. That one has like a really beautiful like chart calculator with like terms that are really easy to understand. And it also shows you like your digestion type, what environments you thrive in, like what other reader like chart calculators usually don't show. So that's where I look it up and you need your birth uh, date, your place of birth and your birth time for it. And it's really important that you have your accurate birth time. But if you don't, if you could can narrow down it to like morning, lunchtime, afternoon or evening, and then you can play around with the time in the chart calculator. So I'm born in Soviet Russia and my mother doesn't know my exact birth time. So <laughs> I'm born between 11.45 and 12.30. So what I did was I literally entered every possible <laughs> birth time between in that time frame. And I saw that actually nothing changed. So then like, that's how I know like that it's fine. So I just use 12.05 now, something in the middle. But like, usually you need like your birth time. And then what you can look at first, the three most important things are your energy type. And if you look it up on YouTube, there's quite a lot of nice videos. So your energy type, it's either a generator, manifesting generator, projector, manifester or reflector. And then there is um, the strategy that you have. So for many gens or generators, it's waiting to respond that we were talking about for projectors as waiting for the invitation, manifestors as to inform and reflectors actually don't have a fixed uh, like strategy except like the lunar cycle before they can make up their mind to a big decision. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm advice that you hear or some tips that you hear that human design is talking about sounds really weird like so I really like encourage you to have an open mind and just try for yourself and then the last most important thing to look into is your authority and your authority is your internal GPS and how you make decisions how you best making like no fail like decisions and I can already tell you it's not your mind <laughs> your mind is here to engage with possibilities and ideas like what if I would move to Bali tomorrow what if I would date this person what if I would take this job and then when you play with those ideas then you feel into your body and based what you see in your inner authority you feel like what your gut is telling you you feel what your instincts are telling you you feel like what you're most pulled towards to and then you decide hmm. i yeah. love it i love it so my profile it's three slash six ah okay okay so you also have a three <laughs> can you guide us through what the the profile aspect means yeah so the profile is a little bit like your personality or the flavor of your life so when you have a purpose it's like how you get there so a little bit like 
how like the, the experiences that you have have a certain flavor and the profile can explain that the, a little bit more in depth. And we often have friends who have the same profile or a harmonious profile to ours. So I always thought like, oh, uh, I'm a manager, so I probably only have friends who are a manager, or like most of my friends must be a manager. But that's not true. I often have like friends who are like something with a three or maybe a two four. I also really like have a lot of friends who are two four. Uh, that's why I asked if you're two four because I really like you. <laughs> So, and the first number that you see is called the conscious line. So these are usually aspects of ourselves that we are more aware of. And the second number that you see is called the unconscious line. So this line is a little bit more in the shadows. So usually when I talk about the unconscious line, people are like, oh yeah, I resonate with this, but I never noticed like Mm. You know, before so so in your case like the first line is a three so this is like the adventurer people who really need to experience things themselves in order to embody that wisdom that they learn so for example if i would tell you hey there is a huge bonfire on the beach but don't come close it's really hot you could get burned and then you go there and you see huge signs saying danger don't come close you could get burned so what often happens with the three they have to go there <laughs> they get burned <laughs> And they learn from that experience. And afterwards, we are usually the ones who are like the loudest educators. We are like, don't come close to the beach. It's really hot, you know? So like we, are, we embody quite a deep wisdom because we learn so much through our experiences. And that's why we also usually struggle to listen to advice. Like don't come close to the beach. It's hot. Like it's like, yeah, we really have to go there and see for ourselves. <laughs> so it's really important for threes to take life uh, with a pinch of humor because a lot of threes, they have this thoughts. They think like, why is this happening to me all the time? Like every time a friend checks in with me after two months, I'm like, oh my God, so much happened. You won't believe this. There's always so much going on for threes and that's nothing bad. Like, you know, we are the adventurers and we are here to embody this like wisdom through experiences. And this is of great value for society. You know, we came here, we are like the brave ones. We are like Indiana Jones archetype, you know? <laughs> so, I feel so seen. <laughs> yeah, so, like, this is great. Like, I, I love like threes. So, and then the six is a little bit multi-layered. So first of all, the six are naturally wise. So often they are knowing things without knowing how they know. And often they have talents, they quite struggle to see themselves. So really pay attention what your friends tell you you're great at. So you might don't see it right away. And the six goes through three different life stages. How old are you, Lika? I choose to not share my age uh, on purpose. Uh, <laughs> okay, then, then I will but just tell you. I'm between my twenties and my thirties. Okay. Okay, great. I just like asked because it's like 
yeah, you will you will see why I asked. So mm -hmm. the first stage of a six is like usually between like your birth and your Saturn return that's age 30. And there you're like living the three life, even when you don't have a three in the first line. That's usually your first stage is called like experience, like trying new things. Maybe there's a lot going on for you. Maybe there's a lot of bonds made and broken, maybe relationships or maybe other like big shifts and changes. And maybe there's a desire for stability, but it feels sometimes a little bit like you can't reach it, but it's ultimately there for a reason, you know? Mm. So like, like I said, it's nothing bad. And the second stage, it's called reflection. It's from 30 to age 50. So there you might be a little bit more wise about your experiences. So although you have a three in your conscious line, Maybe if someone, when you're in your mid thirties, tells you to not go too close to the bonfire at the beach, you would be waiting for someone else get too close first and see. <laughs> <laughs> you're like already embodying like a little bit more like consideration and wisdom. And it sometimes feels a little bit like you would climb on the roof of your life and you would witness other people going through similar experiences as you do. And ultimately, you're also here um, to embody like this archetype of a role model. The six is also called role model. So those people, the older they get, the more they embody this archetype mm. so like ultimately here to assist humanity you know aren't we all but like the six is like this is like the archetype like in human design of the six and from 50 onwards you're totally 100 percent embodying this you might be an expert in something that you have been like uh, engaged with when you were younger or maybe you're just this really wise grandmother that everyone is going to for advice you know like there's like no like profile or job that you have to fulfill like when you're over 50 but ultimately you have like this deep inner and also outer wisdom you're like radiating this and people might seek you out a lot because they feel this and they are attracted to this energy of yours so this is like a really beautiful profile number so you can see like the six because there are like five different numbers before the six and the six is said to embody a little bit of each you know, that's why it's called the role model. It's a little bit like, you know, in Pisces, they say like Pisces embody a little bit of the characteristics of each and every zodiac sign that came before because they are the last zodiac sign. So it's a little bit this kind of idea. I have a smile up to my face so much. I'm having such a good time with you. I'm like, oh my God, everything she speaks is like so on point. And that's the magic of human design. Mm -hmm. So there is so many other things that I wanted you to talk about. I don't even know where to start anymore. I'm curious about this relationship aspect. Uh, you told us the story that was so nice. And, and you talked about no compromise. And that's something that I'm personally so into it. Um, I don't like compromise. And I don't think anyone should ever compromise. I'm I believe strongly in any type of relationship we can find um, 
harmony, but not compromise. Mm -hmm. I feel like compromise is that shitty in between where no one is actually really happy and fulfilled. Can you can you tell us more? I'm curious to know how it works if you have the same profile with your partner and you have this line or this aspect, this trait in your chart. How does it work? So like there is like some like human design mechanics that when you know about them like i i really like take this into consideration where when i engage with my partner so one of the deepest conditionings for generators he's a generator by the way is that they engage their energy with things that they are not 100% excited about because the energy is there and they feel like okay I'm just doing this because like I can't do it the energy is like there and like okay so like usually in regards to generators I always say don't try to convince them to do something that they don't feel really feel like lit up by so for example if I would say let's go to the cinemas and I see on his face that he doesn't really want to go, but because he wants to do me a favor, he would go. I would rather say, okay, babe, like just stay home. It's all well, like I just go like with a friend or something. Yeah. So this is like how you can like take human design into consideration when you are in a relationship. Or for example, I, manifesting generators sometimes get really suck into a creative process where we totally forget to inform our environment what we are up to. That's why it's always important when we feel like this big creative, exciting wave coming up that we inform like our environment and we just say like, hey, I don't ask you for permission, but like I'm doing this right now. Just wanted you to know, bye. So, <laughs> and my partner also knows that. So like I'm, like he knows this. So sometimes when I'm really like gone, and I'm, I don't know, it can even be like, I'm really sucked into cleaning the house. <laughs> so I'm like doing all this stuff at home. I forget to look at my phone. I forget like, like I'm gone for five hours. Like it might happen. But I'm really in my mojo, in my flow. So he's like really understanding the process behind it. And he's like not upset because like I didn't text back or I was really busy with doing something. And I also became really good in informing. So sometimes when I feel something come up, especially with my work, I feel like oh, I have an idea and inspiration for a new course. So I feel like this creative process is coming up, baby. I'm going to be gone for 14 days. So for this, being gone for 14 days means for us like that I won't be as approachable and maybe want to go, want, don't want to go out for dates in that time because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. My whole like, energy is so like focused on this one thing that I forget everything around me so he also is aware of this so there's like a mutual understanding and then he is he has a two in his profile so those are the hermits people who really need time by themselves in their own energy to process ideas experiences emotions so sometimes when you don't know this a two can seem like they are a little bit distant from time to time when they go into their own like shell to process. So like when you're not so self-aware, I can imagine that a lot of people might take it personally and are like, oh, why don't you love me enough? Why don't you spend time with me? Why do you want to be by yourself? Am I doing something wrong? 
you know so it's like great to know like that they have like this kind of process that they sometimes like need to be by themselves so that's great to understand this like dynamic and also when you go deeper into your chart you see those little shapes in your chart they represent different topics like Discipline is like the instinct, health, and so on. The root is pressure, adrenaline, and stress. Uh, the emotional center is like the solar plexus. It's representing emotions. So when you have a partner, what I would look into is like, first of all, are they the same energy type? And if not, like, just like Google <laughs> what their energy type is like known for and what their strategy is. Um, for example, when you have a partner who's a generator, if you ask them, where do you want to eat? That's a nightmare question for us because we respond to direct questions. So if my partner asks me, like, what do you want to eat? I don't know. But if he asks me, do you want pizza or do you want like, you know, salad? Then I can respond right away. So this is really helpful. And also when someone has a defined emotional center, they have a very special process on how they make decisions. And sometimes they might take a little bit longer to decide because they really have to move through all of the emotional waves that come up related to their big decision that they're about to make. So really give them the time and space. They might seem super excited about one decision one day, and then the next day they're like really not into it anymore and super down about it. So they go through emotional highs and lows and highs and lows. And sometimes it takes a little bit for them to decide on something big. So that's great to know, to give them some like space to decide and really like be there for them when they are like going through different emotions. Also people who are emotionally defined might wake up super excited one day without any reason, or they might wake up blue and low without any reason. So their task for someone who has this defined is to like really understand that and accept like that they are an emotional being and there's nothing wrong with them and they are not too emotional. It's part of their being because they feel so deeply. So that can be helpful. And then something that's really interesting is when your partner has a defined root center, they like, you know, when you have a defined center, you radiate energy from that center outwards. So the root represents adrenaline, stress, and pressure. So you can imagine, I give you an example. Let's say you have an open root and you're at home and you might not have a great day. You don't feel very centered. Maybe you feel a little bit anxious or stressed that day. And your partner comes in and he just comes from work or something and he has a defined root. So sometimes a very, very innocent question can seem like this person is putting a lot of pressure behind it. So imagine your partner comes in and he asks, hey, baby, what are we eating tonight? You know, he hasn't even asked you, did you cook something or something? He just asked like very nicely, 
what are we eating tonight, baby? And for you, it sounds like, what are we eating tonight, baby? Because <laughs> the root is radiating such strong pressure. And when you're not in your center and you might have a bad day, you might feel it a little bit stronger. So you might leash out and say, ah, I have been home the whole day. I've been working and I did this and this. And you start to like, you know, like, you know react and then your partner might be really surprised why you feel so under pressure because he <laughs> didn't really do anything so if you understand those dynamics behind open defined centers the profiles the energy types it can really help you just live a more harmonious relationship you know mm. wow that's so beautiful i absolutely adore um, the way the angle you take to explain all those dynamics depending on our charts and I love the way it's you make it so playful and we talked about it in the beginning and I love it so much um, I I, I want to jump on something completely different okay let's go <laughs> okay uh, please I want to know to hear your experience with breath work because that's also a big part of what you do and what you share and your magic yeah that's how i started and i want you to know that i used to work in corporate it <laughs> in the past and i have a business degree so like i totally was in another world <laughs> before i started doing this but then i had quite the eventful year like i used to be engaged and then i broke off my engagement then i moved countries then i started a new job then I was diagnosed with cancer and I was like in recovery for a little bit. And then I uh, was suffering from a depression. So this all happened like literally within six months. So I thought, what the hell is going on? And then by the end of the year, I lost my job because they did some financial reconstruction and they said, we don't need you anymore. So I was totally crushed and totally I was like on every level like emotional work-wise like physical like everything felt like it was out of whack and like crazy so what I did back then was like I was so tired of doctors and healers and coaches and all this stuff I felt like very, very disempowered like I would run to one person and then the other to help me so I became very interested in tools that you can do yourself like healing modalities that empower you to like EFT tapping, breath work, you know, all the stuff, meditation, like stuff that you can do yourself that gives you back your power. So I decided after I lost my job to go to Bali just for a couple of months to like recharge. And that was two and a half years ago and I never went back again. <laughs> so, so, and then I already knew about breath work, but I never really tried a session where I was guided through the whole like journey, let's say. So I came to a breathwork session back then in Bali years ago, and I was already reading stuff like the precondition for cancer is lack of oxygen in the cells and that it's like really healthy and all the stuff. So I thought like, great, I can't do anything wrong with this. I will just give it a try. And I've tried some Wim Hof breathing before, so I liked it, but I had no idea <laughs> what could happen in like an actual like deep like breathwork 
journey, a guided session. So I came to the session and then I lay down and we started to breathe in a circular way. So that's also the way that I'm teaching it. It's called circular breath work or like circular connected breath. And I suddenly felt a certain way like I was angry then I was crying then I was laughing I had all this stuff coming up and you can imagine I went into the session unaware that I was like a ripe peach I've been suppressing emotions my whole life I've been ditching confrontations I was always scared of saying no so I was like really my whole body was like really ready to release but I didn't know so I, when I started breathing all this stuff came up and I don't want to scare anyone it was really good like it felt great to cry I was like it was like this kind of crying it felt like beautiful like a big weight was lifted from my chest and my whole life I was suffering from severe anxiety and I actually was not aware of it so I felt like a pressure on my chest my whole life, I was waking up with it. I went to bed with it. And I was not able to identify what this was. So usually when you go to a doctor and you have like something, you can't really pinpoint what it is, or you feel like you have problems breathing or heaviness on your chest, usually the doctor will tell you, ha, huh, it's stress related or something like that. So like, this was like my case. And I noticed after the breath work that the heaviness I felt in my chest was gone. And that was actually the moment when I realized that it was anxiety. I just didn't know how this emotion felt in the body before. So a lot of people don't know how certain emotions actually feel in the body, which I found really mind blowing back, back then. So I was like, oh my God, I discovered like, something like yoga <laughs> but just it's like no. <laughs> so um and that was like the beginning and i know you can use very like simple breathing techniques breath work is so ancient like it's really old like it's nothing new it's just like rediscovered by western world uh, as a healing modality right now so it's becoming really popular there are ways of breathing that calm you so you can sleep better. There are breathwork techniques that help you feel more energized that you can do every day. There's so much breathwork, but I just want to make clear that the breathwork that I do is this deep transformational breathwork where you breathe for an hour in a circular way. And then sometimes it really feels like you fall into a kind of trance so you can access your subconscious and then sometimes like really old stuff that we're we're not aware of that it's there comes up and ultimately it's like an energy release you know like emotions are energy in motion so I didn't understand this energy dynamic behind it in the past but now I know that through the circular breath we start moving the energy there's also a scientific explanation for this my boyfriend is great at explaining it but like it makes me yawn it's like <laughs> she's like it's a very masculine way of explaining it I won't go into details <laughs> but like 
it really helps you to release like sometimes people can't even articulate what it is like you feel lighter after it and some people just have a very deep meditative experience some people feel like really inspired and creative after others feel like they just did a heavy weightlifting or they there was like a big weight lifted from their chest like with me so you can't 100% tell like what's going to happen but I always can promise that the person will feel lighter afterwards and I don't know you probably have tried breath work before right yeah I I love breath work so much and I guide also a little bit of breath work but uh more into you know pranayama included that in a yoga session uh and I've done this very powerful breath work I don't know if it's the same as what you're teaching it's that three-part breathing yeah I know that one the first time I I did that um they were giving caution of like uh, this can happen and you could have mm -hmm. like you know tetany in your hands or or just you be released but just breathe keep breathing through in and just da 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 and I'm like oh fuck that I'm you know I've, I've done psychedelics I know I'm into <laughs> these kind of things I'm gonna be fine and I'm literally like five minutes in and I'm like, you know, having this T-Rex, T-Rex arms, like, and I'm crying and I'm laughing and I'm like, it's been only five minutes. And it's like, I could see myself from above and I'm, you know, they, they said to bring some um, bowls or anything you can grab for your hand to prevent this yeah. thing. And I was like, no, you know, being like, oh, I know better than everyone. <laughs> And I, I, you know, in case I still put the balls not so far away from my mat and I'm seeing myself from above and I'm like trying to roll on my side, keeping the breathing, crying at the same time, laughing at the same time and trying to grab the ball. And it looks like a crazy maniac on the, <laughs> on the yeah. floor. And my my partner was about to come home and i'm like she's gonna fucking enter the room and she's gonna freak out she didn't know i was going into that breath work session. yeah <laughs> yeah so like i always do a health check-in with everyone before every session but it's just like a precaution measurement you know like you if you're like a serious breathwork facilitator you are doing this so if like someone is listening and they want to try it if they don't do a health check-in with you i would get suspicious because yeah. like i'm i remember the first time i did it the lady didn't really explain what could come up so that's why i was so like oh my god what is happening oh my god and also like the way that you did it the Th three paste was it through the mouth in and out uh yes yes so three that one is a little bit more intense so uh, like usually you only breathe 20 to 30 minutes like this so the way that i teach it we breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth so we never breathe in and out through the mouth mm. because it's like that one can actually trigger more like fight and flight but it it goes pretty deep really quickly so you will feel a lot um and the way that i'm teaching it's a little bit more feminine and it's a little bit more gentle but we still get 
wherever you were getting it's just like you're taking a boat to an island a really big boat you barely feel the waves and you're still getting to an island and the three-paced breathwork through the mouth is a little bit like a speedboat on high sea so you're like getting to the island really quick but it's really intense <laughs> when i try something new sometimes i'm a little bit um you know, pretentious. And I'm like, ah, yeah. I know it's going to be easy for me. And uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of, I know I got this and, and then I'm into it. And, I, and my body is like, no, it's, it was completely new. We didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. And also with the hands, that's quite common, the titany. I call it the lobster hands. So especially when you're new to it, it feels a little bit like dropping into your body so deeply and feeling all the stuff there that's like operating underneath the system. Some people like, especially when you're new to this, it's like so new. So it feels a little bit like I would push you into a pool and your body has to adapt to the water temperature and it's cold. So your first reaction is to freeze and maybe your hands like move up. So, and also, especially when you breathe a little bit faster or you have like a really like strong exhale, like a forceful exhale that also triggers this titany. And like, I sometimes have it still, like when I haven't been breathing for a while, I had a rough week and I've been holding on to a lot of stuff. And then I breathe, I feel like, oh, that's like my sign. Like I've been a little bit hard on myself or there's something like unprocessed in the body. So like, I see like, oh, my hands get tight. And sometimes it's just the thumb that can move inwards. And sometimes it's like the whole T-Rex hand mm. and like, yeah, so I always encourage everyone, it doesn't matter like what breathwork session I give to like, yes, I show you how to breathe. And yes, there's a specific pace that we try to stick to, but it's no one is you and I'm not in your body. So when your body is telling you, oh my God, what is this? It's too much. Then I want you to slow down your breath and also know that you're always in full control. No one is forcing you. So you can like really listen to your intuition and let it guide you. But there's also something called the ego mind that always pays a visit every time we do breath work. And this mind will try everything to keep you from breathing so when you start breathing in a circular way it's like a little bit different to your natural breath right so your mind will try telling you like oh this is unnatural i can't breathe like this any longer i wanna what shall i eat tomorrow like i wanna <laughs> do this later like you have like all these thoughts popping up and the mind is like trying to like distract you and keep you like from breathing and that's totally normal every time i start breath work the first like first two minutes i also think like oh my god it's going to be so exhausting why am i doing this and then like after five minutes i'm like hell yes this is great i love it <laughs> so like for a split second like and like that's normal and i'm a teacher and I, this is all still happening for me you know and i'm always like yeah i see you it's like the ego mind is not getting the driver's seat, you know, it's like in the back seat. I'm like, I see you, but like, you're not driving this car. It's me. <laughs> and it's also like going on a psychedelic journey, but there's this part where you're in control. 
because you didn't outsource it from a medicine, a plant or any other modalities. It's you, your breath, you're in charge. Um, so the, the funny experience we mentioned about the hands contracting or just the emotions, like it's, it's, it, it should not discourage anyone to try breath work because it's so healing and it's it's like empowering as well so it really matched with everything that you're sharing because you're sharing this medicine to someone and showing them like hey look you're gonna breathe it's gonna be you and your breath and i'm gonna be holding that space for you and you're gonna be your own medicine your own shaman your own ceremony whatever yeah i believe that the Breath is the most empowering tool on the planet. No one owns it. It's free. Everyone can do it, you know? And also because I know that you work with a lot of women, I, I just want to mention that I've seen the most incredible things happen during and after breath work. Like people who were like visiting a therapist or a doctor for several years, and they've made more progress in a breath work session than in years with like, a doctor that doesn't mean that I'm a doctor or I advise you to like do it but like I had a lot of uh, women who were breathing with me who were struggling to get a regular cycle they maybe lost their period because of the eating disorder or they lost their period because of they were taking hormonal like like things to like or yeah and um, I had like already several times that ladies reached out to me after and said, I don't know how this is possible, but I got my period back because we hold so many, like our emotions are stored in the sacral and we hold onto so much energetic stuff in the womb as woman. So like, and when you breathe, like my very first breathwork session, I felt like a ball of energy in my womb dissolve while I was breathing it was not uncomfortable it felt good but I was like I have no idea what this is this feels quite alien <laughs> what is this but like I literally felt something was like dissolving in my womb space like something I was carrying around like just like dissolved into thin air like or blood in my my womb apparently so like it felt really good and like I have this uh, conversations with a lot of women that like struggled, like getting their period, like their cycle was irregular and something magical happened. To, I can't explain it even during the breath work. And then afterwards, it's just like naturally like aligned again. I feel my inner child like so happy. I'm like, oh my God, that was so nice. I'm so happy <laughs> and I had so much fun. Um, thank you so much for sharing everything that you shared, sharing your story and your wisdom and inviting us into that journey with so much openness and playfulness. And I'm sure everyone listening to that will have their inner child activated as well. If you were to meet your younger self, mm -hmm. what would you tell her? I literally like I, I just was was thinking <laughs> that's so crazy like to play because like like it sounds maybe a little bit strange but something that I struggle with is like taking time apart to just play and be joyful although that might sound like 
like I might sound very joyful, I am, but like sometimes I forget this aspect of playing and it's because of my childhood, I had quite a turbulent childhood. So it, everything was quite serious, you know, um, based on the environment that I was in. So like, if I would meet her now, I would be like, don't worry, just play and be joyful. And finally, usually I say if people they listen to that and they want to reach out to you but I'm like who is going to listen to that and not want either a reading or a breathwork session I don't know they might be just insanely crazy because uh yeah I'm sure anyone will want to be in your field so where can they find you uh where can they find your magic of memes as well on my Instagram like Yana, I don't even know how to spell it in English. It's like J-A-N-N-A and then Herberg is uh, H-E-R-B-E-R-G. I hope I, like with all the spelling, I'm always horrible to pronounce it in English. But definitely, like I also have a website on my IG. I post a lot. I, I do human design readings. I run a community where we do breath work and like workshops on all kinds of different topics on self-awareness. And yeah, like I also do private breathwork sessions online and I do like special like events where I do like group breathwork sessions once in a while that I announce on my IG. I to totally work online. I didn't know that this was possible before the current world events last year but it was really a blessing because now I reach so much more people like I can help so many more people all over the world and it's been something that I wouldn't have done probably without what happened last year you know so I'm really happy yeah me too thank you so much thank you for being here thank you for your presence uh, I wish everyone that is listening all the way to the end a very beautiful rest of your day Yeah, thank you for having me. And you don't see it, but I had a big smile the whole time on my face. Thank you so much. <laughs> so much. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more free resources, online courses, spiritual events, coaching containers, and deep initiation work, visit my website and let's connect on Instagram.